Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the Double Coverage Podcast here on the State Hornet Podcast Network with myself, Sean Holko, and my partner, Mac Irvin III. How are we doing today, Mac? Eh, I'm still cooped up, still going stir crazy, but I'm still alive. So. We're still alive. There are blue skies outside, and we have a, a pretty entertaining and uh, interesting show for today because we are starting to get to that point where we're running out of sports topics to talk about on a weekly basis, which gives us the great opportunity to talk about some of the best sports movies of all time. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Yeah. And we also have a first time ever here on double coverage where we have two guests on at once now joining us over the internet as we are all social distanced is none other than Brooke Uhlenhop and Robin Dobson. Robin, how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm tuning in from the Bay Area, and I miss hockey, and that's all. How about you, Brooke? I'm chilling. Um, I miss baseball. Yesterday would have been my first day of work, and I'm very sad about it. And where do you work for our listeners to know? Oh, Rayleigh, or River Cats. I almost said Rayleigh Field. It is not Rayleigh Field, but it's a minor league team here in Sacramento. Well... We all miss sports a lot, and I implied it in the intro, and this is what we're going to get to now, is we are going to start off the show today in our first segment. We are going to talk about the best baseball movies of all time. In the middle segment, we will get to Kyle Larson, everything that has gone on with Kyle Larson, the NASCAR driver from Elk Grove. Mac is our NASCAR and overall racing expert here on Double Coverage, so we'll make sure to get his take on that as well from me, Robin, and Brooke. And to close out the show for today, we will talk about the overall best sports movies of all time. And this all was sparked by um, some, some discussions in our Twitter group chat that the four of us have, and a trend that has been going on on social media recently with no sports is you put up nine photos and it says, pick the best three. And that's how we approached um, talking about both of these baseball and sports movies overall. So everybody, let's, let's just dive right into it. The nine baseball movies that were listed were the Sandlot rookie of the year, angels in the outfield, 42, a league of their own field of dreams, major league, Little Big League, and Moneyball. So, Mac, I'm going to start it off with you. Which were your favorite three movies out of those nine that I just listed? So, I had a hard time with this because unlike a lot of, I guess, a lot of sports fans out there, I was not brought up on sports movies like that. So, I didn't get to see a lot of these movies. I think a couple weeks before when we first saw this list, I had seen two I'd see 42 and I'd see Moneyball and I liked both of those. So I had to go out and endeavor to watch all of these movies to make my, to make my choices. I'm still going to go with Moneyball as one of them because it's one of my favorite movies. Just I love the way it was done. Uh, The Sandlot for me was an instant classic. And I think, you know, when you're talking about sports movies that people need to watch, that's probably one of them. And for the third one, Oh, it was hard for me to choose, but I think I'm going to have to go with Major League just because I just like that one. I'm not sure what it was about it, but that's my third choice. All right. Robin, how about you? Okay. So I, unlike Mac, I grew up on a lot of these movies. Um, A lot of them I haven't seen in a long time, and I did rewatch some of them. But my top three are The Sandlot, like Mac, 
I absolutely grew up on that movie. And I think, like Max said, it's just a classic. It's just a feel-good, like, family movie. Um, my second choice was A League of Their Own. And A League of Their Own, I mean, I'm sure I'm a little biased because I'm a girl, but that is such, like, a woman empowerment, like, film, too. And there's also that classic line that I'm sure everyone's heard that there's no crying in baseball. So, like, if you use that line and you haven't seen the movie, like, I, I don't know. And then my third pick was 42, which I actually watched like kind of recently. I never saw it when it like came out. And like that moment in history is just so impactful, like not only for like the civil rights movement, but like in like history for baseball in general. And it like made me cry so many times. And I just thought it was a very impactful movie. And Brooke, what were your top three? Uh, so I have two of the same as Robins, which I think is going to be a trend here. Um, like Robin, too, I watched Sandlot all the time as a kid, and I literally cannot believe that you and, like, Sean, you and Mac did not watch that. I'm going to throw you all under the bus. I can't believe, like, you had never seen that. Because uh, I literally watched that all the time as a kid. It was one of my favorite movies growing up. And I think it's a classic. That's just, like, one of those movies everyone should see because it's just so iconic. Um, another one of my – my other pick was A Lake of Their Own. Because it's also a classic. I mean, you got Tom Hanks, uh, Madonna's in it. Like, it's just, it's such a classic movie. And it's so, it has such a good story. And I just love it so much. I've seen it a bunch. And I just can never get tired of it. Like, it's such a great movie. And then my other choice was Field of Dreams. Um, that's just another one I grew up watching. And I just love it so much. Like, it's just a great movie. Also, it's not on the list. It should be on the list. The Benchwarmers, favorite movie of all time. I think it definitely should be on the list. It's I like unironically love that movie so much, and it's just hilarious. Why is it unironic? Because it's like it's a Happy Gilmore movie. It's a stupid movie. It's pure trash, kind of, but it's great. It's so like it's so dumb, but I love it so much. Like I've seen that. I there's I've seen the movie so many times, and. It's just, like, such a dumb movie, but I love it so much, and it should be considered one of the greatest baseball movies of all time. So for me, my top three movies um, are as follows. So first, I'm going with Moneyball because, just like Robin, I'm an Oakland A's fan. So just watching that, I could watch that movie over and over again. And the fact that I was born in 1998, I didn't really get to watch that whole run and that incredible 20 game winning streak live because I was only like four years old. Um, so I could watch that movie over and over again, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill. It's just, it's just a great movie overall. Um, my second choice would be major league. And I want to throw in um, a nomination for major league one and two, because the second one doesn't get talked about enough. And Mac, I know that we talked off air um, that major league one and even number two, they both have kind of abrupt endings but they they both just have that that finish where they win the game and then the movie's suddenly over and that'd be the only um thing that i would really um talk down on uh in regards to that movie that you brought to my attention mac and then my third and final one this one hasn't been mentioned at all and i know that mac even said that he had to turn this movie off but angels in the outfield i i just really enjoyed that movie like as a child it was one of my first favorite baseball movies and uh i think Kenny Glover's in that movie, and and I, I just love the the story of the the California Angels. It's it's kind of cheesy, but it's also just like a, a good um, movie in my opinion. And also, to me, I want... 
Go ahead. To, to me, Angels in the Outfield, it felt like one of those movies, like, if you didn't see it growing up as a child, you weren't going to get the same level of enjoyment as you would from seeing it now when you're in your 20s, so. Yeah, yeah. I get that. That's a, that's I wa- a fair oh. point. Sorry, bro. Go ahead. I was going to say, I watched it as a kid all the time, too, and, like, that's why I love that movie. It's definitely on my, like, higher list. Like, it was probably one of my other contenders. I was very torn between that and Field of Dreams. I just think I have more of a connection to Field of Dreams, but, like, Angels in the Outfield is just such... Like, the story makes me sad. Like, it makes me want to cry. Whereas, like, the I mean, all of the movies I watched this weekend, sports movies, made me cry. Um, yeah, cry after watching every single movie this weekend. Every, every the movie. The amount of pictures I got of Brooke crying was, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was bad. Except Moneyball did not make me cry. Uh, so... It's not. It's not really an. It's not really that emotional movie compared to the other ones, is it? Though. True. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Well, Sean, do you? So I was going to ask you this. Do you like Moneyball? And this is for Robin too. Do you like Moneyball because it's a good movie, or because you're an A's fan? Both. But like, is it mostly because you're an A's fan? Because I like. I thought it was good, but it was like very slow for me, and I was like. "Mm." I think for me personally, I would like the movie regardless. Like even if it was the the San Francisco Giants or the LA Angels or or whatever, um, I I personally just just like the movie. And also how I mentioned Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt, they were a really good combination, uh, as I mentioned earlier. So I don't know if this is just my bias speaking. It could be, but I I think I would have liked that movie regardless. What about you, Robin? No, I think so too. I I mean, obviously it wasn't in my top three, but I think it would be in my top five. But I do like agree with Brooke a little bit that it's probably our bias speaking because it's probably easier for me and Sean to connect with that movie having grown up, like, you know, going to watch the A's and like, because I know I grew up going to the Coliseum all the time. So I'm sure it was easier for us to connect and like feel something for that movie than like, say, Brooke, who's like a Giants fan. Yeah, and we we all have fond memories of going to the big toilet bowl that is the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows when we'll get to go to it again? Um, we were all supposed to go to to the game against the Astros. We were. we were until coronavirus happened, and then Mac, you still wanted to be the funny guy and text us, "Hey, you guys still want to go to the game tonight on the day of?" Like, yeah, that was so rude. I was just checking. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so now let's uh, get away from movies for a second and let's get back into real life sports. And this isn't something that we want to talk about particularly, but the fact that um, there is such a local connection um, in this situation. And as Mac just has a straight up face palm, I can see him on his uh, camera. So anyways, what I'm alluding to, and I talked about it a little bit in the opening is that Kyle Larson, a native of Elk Grove, um, was suspended by NASCAR on Sunday, and he was subsequently fired by Chip Ganassi Racing on Monday for using a racial slur Saturday during a iRacing event, and he, he said the N-word, and the way that he said it was just so casually um, that you could tell that it, it's a normal thing for him. Um, and Kyle Larson... He grew up in Elk Grove, went to Pleasant Grove High School. He was given the key to the city in Elk Grove in 2014 as the first recipient. 
And now it's just a big black eye for the city of Elk Grove. Mac, you are our racing expert. Before I get Robin and Brooks' thoughts on this, I want to hear yours. So I think it's important to put the context of Kyle Larson when it comes to NASCAR. He was one of, he was considered probably the hottest free agent uh, for this upcoming offseason. His contract with Chip Ganassi Racing was coming to an end, and a lot of people were thinking he might, you know, he had basically had his choice of where he could sign among the other NASCAR teams. And, you know, he was considered the hot shot, you know, the fast guy, you know, the guy who's good with, good with sponsors, good with reputation. So for him to go out and do something like this, yes, it was over iRacing, which is basically, it's a, it's a simulator, which is basically a fancy video game for those who don't understand it. But uh, yeah, he thought he was talking on a personal chat to some of his race engineers turned out he was on a public chat and yeah the way he said it was just so casual and uh i know it's not really important but he used the hard er at the end and that's pretty much a death wish in today's day and age so for him to do that and just like essentially just kind of through what career he had you know he was basically almost at the peak of like nascar uh fandom and by doing this, he's basically thrown away his career almost. You know, most of his sponsors, McDonald's, Credit One Bank, uh, they've all dumped him. And they basically told Chip Ganassi that it's either him or us. And I think Chip was backed into a corner. He had to, you know, keep his business afloat and please the sponsors. And so that's why Kyle Larson is no longer employed by them. It's just a sad situation. I don't know if he's truly a racist or not, or if he deserves a second chance, that's for people higher than me to decide, I think. But it really is disappointing to see, you know, a promising career come to an end like this. So real quickly, Mac, before we get Brooke and Robin's thoughts on this, I I have two follow-up questions for you in regards to that is uh, first you, you mentioned the fact that he, he used the slur with, with the ER at the end and um, I I don't know anything about this. I, I don't think Brooke or, or Robin do. But as African-American male Mac, is there even a difference between when someone uses that word, if it has an ER or an A at the end? Like, is there a difference at all? Because for me, it doesn't seem like there, there's a difference at all what, uh, in, in any way that you use that word. And also the, the follow-up question that I had is, do you truly think that his NASCAR career is completely over? So those are the two questions I have for you. Uh, let's start with the ER first. And I mean, obviously it depends on the connotation which he was using. You know, is he saying rapping along to a song or, you know, trying to repeat back a movie lyric? Then it, it's generally, I would say, can be viewed as, you know, a little more innocuous than as opposed to when you say with the hard ER attached, you know. I think that's just kind of the, the social norms. I don't, it's probably, it's not appropriate for him to say either way. But it probably would have helped him a little bit had he not used the ER with it. That's just my opinion. And as far as his NASCAR career, you know, it's truly too early to say whether this is it for him. Personally, I don't think so. You know, he lost his ride this year, so he's pretty much done for the season, I would say. Uh, But, you know, years down the line, you know, people have gotten second chances for worse things. So, I mean... 
I don't know. It's just something that we'll have to wait and see. But I think I don't think this is the end of him in NASCAR altogether. I think he'll be back. You know, just a matter of how long. Brooke, how about you? Uh, what What were your initial? What was your initial reaction um, to to hearing about all this? Um, my mom told me, and not gonna lie, I was like, "Who?" Um, but because I don't pay attention to racing, um, okay. other than that's the why, fact Mac is our expert. Yeah, other than the fact that, like, I know he's from, like, the area. Um, but, like, it's just so disappointing that people still use that word when they're, you know, obviously not supposed to. And I don't care if he thought he was on a private chat. Like, that's just very shitty in general. Like, the fact that he thinks it's okay for him to t- say that, like, it's just not okay. And just, like, watching the video, someone was like, hey, Kyle, like, we all heard that, you know, and it was just, it's just like, ugh, it makes me feel gross, like hearing, just watching that video. And, but I sadly don't think like a lot of the NASCAR community is going to care. I think as a whole, like the, like sports fans are going to care, but NASCAR, I think they have a very specific demographic, like based on people, some of the people I know that watch NASCAR, like obviously not like Mac or like any younger people, but like you get what I'm saying. Like they're not gonna care um about this if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get what you say I get what you're saying. Robin, um what about you? What what did you think about this? Did you have that initial shock just like Brooke? Um, yeah. Like <laughs> I think like we've all said, except for Mac, I don't pay attention to NASCAR at all. I think I like saw like a story about it from like one of the Twitter, whatever that I followed. So I clicked on it and it's just like Brooke said, I don't think it matters. And I don't think it should even be brought up that he thought he was in a private chat. Cause I don't think it's right to use that word regardless if you're saying it to like your best friend in private or if you're giving like a public speech, like it doesn't matter. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's so disappointing in the fact that because I, like, kind of did a little digging into him after I read it. And, like, the fact that, like, I don't know, he's, like, a married man with a kid. And, like, you're, like, raising this kid and you're using, like, these, like, racial slurs. And it's just, I don't know, it's so disappointing. And I think his career should be over. But, you know, I think, like Max said, people have bounced back from worse um, because there's just such this almost like cult following of sports where people will let them come back. It's especially disappointing considering he was a product of NASCAR's drive for diversity campaign, which, you know, it looked to move more, you know, uh, non-white people into the sport. So yeah, just truly disappointing situation. Yeah, Mac. And it's really ironic that this happened during iRacing too, because, um, I don't think it was last week, but the week prior, we were going to talk here on Double Coverage about iRacing and how Bubba Wallace, the only African-American driver in NASCAR, decided to to rage quit an iRacing event. And now we have uh, this happening with Kyle Funny, Funny story. Bubba Wallace lost a sponsor from rage quitting the iRacing event. And the only reason Bubba Wallace wasn't in this event, which Kyle Larson said the word in, was because the event was put on by the sponsor that dumped him for rage quitting. Shout out to to Blue Emu. Shout out to Blue Emu. Um, Man, 
I I agree with everything that was said from from all of you, and and thank you for the discussion. And uh, Brooke, I think that you really um, hit the nail on the head when you were talking about the the demographics that of of the people that that watch NASCAR. But um, we we will see, um, and we will address it um, in the future here on Double Coverage because we we have our NASCAR expert in Mac here on the show. I just saw Marcus Stroman from uh, I think he's on the Mets now. That's the yeah, I challenged him to a UFC fight. <laughs> Marcus Stroman challenged Kyle <laughs> Larson to a UFC fight? Yeah. yeah it, it, is, it is true. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that should be entertaining, and, and we'll see if that actually happens. Um, but that, that NASCAR segment went a little longer than I actually expected it to. But uh, So thanks for the discussion, guys. Now let's get to our final topic and our final discussion of today. And this is the, the best overall sports movies of all time. And real quickly, I want to give a quick shout-out to, to Cut4, the Twitter account um, that gave us the inspiration for our baseball movie topics. And this next one was from at ESPN, the worldwide leader. So the nine overall sports movies that were listed um, on this one was Friday Night Lights, Rudy, Coach Carter, Remember the Titans, The Blind Side, Space Jam, Rocky, which I would assume is the series, um, Glory Road, and Miracle. So let's start it off with Brooke. What was your favorite three movies? All right. So um, obviously The Blind Side is on my list. That is just a fantastic movie. There was a point in my life where it was playing every week, like literally, not even every week, and I think it was every day on ABC Family, and I would watch it every day um, just because I love that movie so much. And it just, it's such a great story. It's such a great movie. Sandra Bullock, like, it's, I love the movie so much. Um, and then next was Rudy, which I rewatched this weekend, and that made me cry the hardest. Uh, I lo- See, my favorite thing about sports movies is almost all of them are, like, real stories. And that's just what gets you in the feels. And uh, I love Rudy. It's such, like, a under great underdog story. And I remember watching it as a kid and just, like, yeah, I love it. And then... Um, my third is either going to be Remember the Titans or Miracle, which I watched, rewatched both this weekend and both made me really emotional. But I think like Miracle, I have more of a like connection to because of like watching it as a kid. Like I distinctly remember having the VHS, like we still have it out in our garage and like watching it all the time. And just, like, that whole story is so great. Like, I got chills watching it, like, when they won and stuff. And it's just a great movie. Robin, what were your favorites? Um, They're very similar, if not the same, as Brooks. Brooke um, and Robin are one person, in case you couldn't already tell. Yes. Yeah, we are. We're very so, different. So does this really count as two guests, or is it really one guest? This is This is, like, one merged guest. Okay. Hey, we like sports. different sports. Different we do. People. All right, Robin, well, what's your favorite movies? Okay, I'm going to also start with The Blind Side. Um, growing up, too, that's uh, something I watched. I owned the DVD. And, like, as a kid, Sandra Bullock was, like, my favorite actress. So I would just watch everything she was in. Um, and that story, it's just so heartwarming. And it's just such a cool story. Um, my second one is, <laughs> no surprise here, is also Rudy. Um Rudy, with you as I, I don't, I don't know. It's a surprise. The third one, um, <laughs> um, but Rudy, um, 
fun fact, my dog is named Rudy. Um, but that movie too, it makes me cry. It means a lot like to my family personally, because actually my older sibling who is serving in the Air Force, uh, their nickname is also Rudy. So there's like that whole connection there. So that movie just means a lot to my whole family. And then I don't know if you guys know, but like I'm a really big hockey fan. Um, Whoa. So my, I know. Wow. Um, I know. So my third pick is Miracle. And honestly, I could like just take one whole entire podcast to talk about this movie. And I have you know, so many fun facts about this movie. And it's my favorite movie of like all time, like every single movie. Um, and it's just such like to me, like the story I consider one of the greatest moments in sports history, and I will defend that to any of anyone. And like it just came at such a time when like America, you know, was like going through the Cold War, and like the U.S. team was like such underdogs, and there were a bunch of college kids going up against these like professional athletes, and just like everything about that movie makes me emotional. I don't know if you guys seen it, but like the scene where like Mike Ruzioni says he plays for the United States of America, and that like again scene, oh chill bombs. It's so good. And I could go on about it forever. Also, I think the cool thing about Miracle is that, like, a majority of the cast is, like, actual hockey players. Yeah. And, like, the people that, like, talk and stuff are actors. And, like, but some of them play hockey, too. And so, like, they didn't even use, like, actors. They used hockey players. They used hockey players. And one of them... The hockey scenes as, like, realistic as possible. Yeah. And one of them was, like, one of the actual, like, hockey players' kids. Yeah. played him and i'm just like that's so cool yeah mac what were your top three so i'm gonna start with the undisputed classic remember the titans that was every elementary school middle school and high school whenever there was a rainy day and you had to stay in the classroom for like recess or whatever that was always the go-to movie so i've seen this movie at least 30 times <laughs> and it doesn't get old for me. You know, I just love the story. I love everything about the movie. So that's my number one. Number two, uh, I'm probably going to have to go with The Blind Side, too. You know, I watched that in high school. It was, it was a real heartstring movie. Uh, really gets to your emotions, that kind of stuff. I love I love that movie. And then the third one, I had a tough choice, tough time choosing between Rudy and Miracle because I think they're both, you know, great movies. But... Ultimately, I did end up going with Miracle just because, you know, the story as Robin puts her hands in the air. I, you know, I just really enjoyed like some of the scenes in that movie. Like, like Robin said, the against scene is probably one of my all time favorite scenes in like any movie. And I think that probably is what provided the edge for that movie. It's crazy for me to hear you guys all like talk about the the again scene with them running suicides after their their first game because I watched Miracle for the first time like ever this past weekend and I I genuinely thought it was a really good movie but my thought that went that came up during that scene is it's good that this happened back in the late 70s and early 80s because I don't think this shit would fly in 2020 making that's, making the that's what made it so great <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, it, it is what made that time period at least so great. And um, Miracle did not make it in my top three, but I do have to say it is a very good movie as Robin gives me the most disgusting look. Um, so my top three movies are The Blind Side. I'm going to make it unanimous. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I own it on iTunes. I own the DVD. Like it's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
um, this, the story of Michael Orr, and then you throw in Sandra Bullock into any movie, it can, it can become a classic. Um, my second one is Space Jam. That's one of my childhood favorites. I love that movie, and I can't wait for Space Jam 2 with LeBron James to come out whenever it does come out. Um, and I rewatched it again this weekend just to make sure that it wasn't as cheesy as some people have told me it is because people are like, oh, it's so cheesy. It's this, it's that. It's the freaking Looney Tunes. Of course it's going to be cheesy. Um, and I, I still enjoyed it very much so. And my third and final one, this one wasn't uh, discussed at all, was Coach Carter. Um, I, I just love that movie completely. I, I think it's just a, a great story you take some some youth that are going down the wrong path and you turn them into not only great basketball players but also great men that are focused on getting good grades in the classroom and my favorite scene out of that movie is where the gym gets locked because by the coach and he said we're just not going to have a basketball team until these guys get their grades up Um, I just love that movie and uh, an honorable mention that I wanted to shout out real quick is The Longest Yard. And I'm not talking about the original from 1974 with Burt Reynolds. I'm talking about the one from 2005 with Adam Sandler. Both movies are really good, and I watched the original for the very first time last night. I still think that the remake was better. And uh, if I had a choice between The Longest Yard and these other nine movies, I would pick The Longest Yard because that's probably my favorite movie um, of all time. And uh, ESPN, do better. Come on, uh, what, what's his name? It's Omar Raja, the guy who runs all the ESPN accounts now and came from House of Highlights. Omar, do better. Include there's, The Longest Yard. Yeah, there's so many movies I should have been on that list and like weren't. Like yeah. Friday Night Lights, I don't think I realized was a movie. I just have the association with like the show. I, I think it's a little more iconic. I, I did watch Friday Night Lights last night for the first time. And it was, it? it's it's a gritty, it's like a, it's darker than remember the titans like just as far as like you know the stuff they're going through and that kind of stuff so. i'm looking at the it replies to the espn tweet and some people are saying airbud <laughs> well, Air Air iconic is pretty is a pretty classic and iconic <laughs> film as robin just noted anyway thank you everyone for this great discussion today talking about our favorite sports movies and also talking about a more serious topic in regards to kyle larson for Brooke Uhlenhop, Robin Dobson, and Mac Irvin III, I am Sean Holko. Thank you for tuning in to the 12th episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. Make sure to check us out again next Wednesday, and you can find us uh, wherever you find your podcast, whether if it be on Apple, Spotify, or statehornet.com. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for finally having us. <laughs>